Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. Our sponsors for tonight's podcast are Village Market and Second Lot Productions. Welcome to the second, the third episode of the Avoted Days with your hosts Max Kleinman and I'm Nate Goldberg, and welcome everyone. Wes, you're our guest tonight. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourselves? Doing very well. Yeah, getting by. I actually just finished my last day of high school today. So I'm officially done with that, which is pretty exciting. I know Max is probably in a similar situation, and you just graduated from the University of Massachusetts. So yep, congratulations to you, Wes. Thank you. Thank you, and congrats to you guys as well. And uh, so what, what are your plans? I know right now is a lot of uncertainty and, and stuff going on. What, what, are you, what are you looking for in the future right now? So I actually um, have a – my job is actually starting in, uh, at the end of July. I don't know if it's remotely or in the office, but I got a job offer from my internship last summer uh, as a, at this company called RSM, which there is another Avoda alumnus that works there too. Sam Watman is also a member of that firm. But uh, yeah, that's why I did not return to camp last summer was due to... Oh, but it's going well. It's good to that's hear, awesome. Man. Yeah. And so... Uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording this, but you, but you're living at home right now in Sharon. Yeah, I just moved out of my college house. It was really sad, but uh, you know, all the all good things come to an end. But uh, yeah, I just got home. I actually just drove to New York City to pick up my brother Jared. Uh, so that was fun. Now we're all living under the same roof, all again. <laughs> Gangs back together in Sharon, Mass. That is right. Speaking of Jared, what was it like? being Jared's younger brother and going through camp, always being the yo- younger fixler? Uh, according to some people, I was the most anticipated uh, camper to ever, the most anticipated arrival for a camper being Jared's brother because um, he was already a uh, celebrity camper back in the day. Um, but my arrival on visiting day 2006, according to some older camp counselors, was very, very fun and uh hilarious i remember my first day was and jared introducing me to everybody and then i met a good friend of mine ben shale when i walked into bunk one in 2006 it was uh it was crazy but being jared's brother you know i was always kind of living in his shadow and it was uh it was all right at times sometimes you know i wish i wasn't messed with as much but (laughs) it was it was all right yeah, I mean, I, I have it kind of from the opposite view as you, where I, I have a younger brother at camp now, and it's definitely like a weird situation where, because you have the relationship you have with them at home, 
Yeah. And, and just like every other relationship you have, it's kind of different at camp and you can't really like explain why it's different. Cause you'd think it'd be the same, but I always felt like I kind of had a different relationship with my brother when I was at camp. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause Jared could get away with anything he wanted. Cause my parents weren't around. <laughs> uh, so you, you actually reached out to us about coming on here and, and being a guest, which we actually really appreciated because you were on our list anyways. That's so it worked out, it worked out in our favor, but why, why did you approach us to be on here? What was the reasoning behind that? I got a text message from my good friend, uh, Drew Lukoff. I actually didn't know about the podcast um, until then, but Drew texted me. He goes, tune into uh, the new Avoda podcast and run by you guys. Uh, I was talking about us and our experiences as a camper. And I was like, what podcast is that? And then I went on Spotify and just looked up like Avoda. And, and I saw the new podcast. I listened to the one that Kent introduced you guys. And I listened to Drew's. Um, so I thought I could share my Avodian history and knowledge with the listeners. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to get into it right now. All right. So, so <laughs> sit down, get ready. <laughs> so as you know, from listening to the other two, we do either ors. So we're going to start off with a uh, waterfront or athletics. Athletics, obviously nobody likes swim class. Also, mm. and let me say people call athletic staff lazy, but the waterfront is the laziest staff because you know, it takes 20 minutes for the kids to get into the water because they have to do that whole hubba-dubba-wubba thing. And then they're only in the water for 20 minutes because the, pe- the periods, if I'm correct, are only like 30-something, 40 minutes long. And then they take them out 10 minutes early, so the kids are actually only in the water for like 15 minutes. That has always been my biggest gripe with Waterfront. Athletics, you have to have a plan every single day. That's a big take. I'm not the only one who has that take. Any athletics uh, staff? I'm not going to lie, Max. I'm going to have to side with Wes on this one. I've never really been a waterfront guy myself. I always loved athletics period, just a good time to go out there and compete. And waterfront always just seemed kind of like, eh, but athletics, that's the place you want to strive to be. Uh huh. I mean, on a hot day, you prefer waterfront over athletics. Yeah, I could just bring my athletics group down to the waterfront. Always got you there. Game changer. When I was older, when I had some clout, not when I was like a JC, but. Uh, sure. All right, so Wes, we're going with wings or mac and cheese? I would say buffalo wings easily just because it's just such an iconic night. Well, I guess, yeah, buffalo wings always before the play is just the most iconic thing, and it's always funny. You know, everybody's got the, the buffalo sauce all over them. The little kids don't know how to use napkins, and it's just everywhere. Um, the mac and cheese is pretty funny because they only serve it during desert war. So as a camper, you never actually ate as much as you wanted to eat. So you want to get cramps, which is so evil. I don't know why they do that. Well, I <laughs> think we, had, I think this year though, we had it more times and we didn't, we didn't just have it on desert war. Cause if I do remember correctly, PGD was not the biggest fan of the mac and cheese. No, that's why that they only served it once in a year. Cause when I was a camper, we had like hummus and bagel chips for lunch during the week and like nobody ate it but pgd loved it <laughs> do you have any special memories with uh mr davis um yeah uh uh just like classic like pgd lines like i just remember like when i was a camper him like shouting over the pa like oh took my blonde my long blonde, blue long shafted scissors or like he said like 
I'm going to crush your cars. Um, and then most recent one I visited on July 4th and I got to go out on a boat with PGD. Uh, it was me and uh, I forget who else was there, but it was nice spending some time with him. But he's a great, great person, great Evodian. Yeah, good dude. So the next one is Team Avoda or Avoda Hoops? Oh, so it's senior soccer. Oh, Avoda Hoops easily. I don't like soccer, so I never liked watching it. Um, but also, I don't know. I, just, I know Team Avoda wins every year, but basketball is just way more fun to watch and there's more rivalry and spirit. So Did you ever play on Avoda Hoops? No, I don't even think I ever tried out. I played senior softball a couple of years. Um, yeah. So, so what, one memory I, I have like a vivid memory from from Avoda Hoops and Wes, I I have a feeling it was like your 14 year maybe was the scoreboard chant. Yeah, I, yeah. Was when that your 14 year? It could have been. Yeah, it was one of the Hefters I think that started it or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, I just remember being like a young kid and we're just beating the, you know. Yeah, beating Bowercrest, of course, right? <laughs> yep, and we just we started that chant. And I just I just remember there was there was a bit of backlash from s- certain people, but the the people the the fans definitely got into it more that game than I have ever experienced yeah. at camp. Oh yeah. Well, when I was younger, Bowercrest wasn't even allowed at the Avoda tournaments, if I remember correctly. My first couple of years, Bowercrest something happened in two thousand five, I think, at one of the events, and they were not allowed in 2006, 2007, I believe maybe 2008, something like that. That's crazy. We brushed with Crest. That's facts. All right, so moving right along, we're going to go with the classic WaterWiz field trip or the Red Sox. And now there's a two-parter, though, because I want you to answer this first as a camper and then second as a staff member. Okay. Um, all right. Ooh, that's a tough one. So Waterloo's was fun as a camper because when I was a camper, we got to go to KFC, Walmart, uh, and like all the fast food places, and then you go in there. But the Red Sox is also great. I'm going to have to say Thai as a camper, but definitely Red Sox as a counselor because taking a bunch of bunk warners around Waterloo's is not the greatest time. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's true. Especially like when – I remember, I don't remember the camper, but I remember all the bunk warners, this one kid was kind of throwing a tantrum to go up Pirate's Plunge, and we waited a half an hour for him to climb all the way up, only to get scared and then have to walk all the way down. And then all the other bunk warners started crying, and I had to deal with all that by myself because I was the junior counselor. <laughs> that sounds like an absolute nightmare. I had, I had the opposite happen. One of my campers wanted to go up Pirate's Plunge, and I was not having it. I said, <laughs> there's no way I'd never gone on it. Nine years of going to Waterwiz, I'd never done it. Yeah, he, he was like, "We're doing this," so we just went up there. And lucky enough, he he went down, and then I went down. It was way less scary than I had imagined. So, if any bunk wonders listen to this, or any future young campers, definitely take the the trip down Pirates Plunge. It's worth it. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> so when when we're having an evening activity, flag rush or zoo ball. I liked zoo ball because I could do more because um, I wasn't the fastest kid. So flag rush wasn't my best thing. But I liked zoo ball because we used to just like uh, gang up on like our friends and like not let them like score. I'd shadow like Ben Shale or Will Holtz um, just to mess with them. It was just like a fun 
and then when I got older as a counselor, uh, I used to play goalie during the evening activities, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to be a goalie partner with our awesome director, Ken Schiffman, one time, and that was, that was awesome. It was really coming full circle. <laughs> Did you win that game? I don't remember, but I remember uh, me and Ken didn't do great. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ken's fault, not mine. <laughs> of course. It's on the record now, too, so you're safe. Yeah, so if you want to interview him, I don't know if he remembers, but it wasn't my fault. We will, we will definitely make a note of that and make sure to, to ask him about that game. <laughs> All right, so, so Wes, we, we were, me and Max were talking a little bit about how food is no longer – campers are no longer allowed to bring food to camp. Yeah. And the camp has actually done a really good job of making sure that the, stu- the, the, the students – the campers have snack time and water and stuff like that. Yeah. So they kind of balanced it out. But back when, when me and – Max and we're in bunk one and stuff like that, you know, cup of noodles and Maruchan noodles. Were yeah. Big. So those are like the two fighting brands for instant mm-hmm. noodles. Are you taking cup of noodles or Maruchan? Uh, well, I always thought that all the Newton kids always brought the Maruchan ones and everybody else brought the cup of noodles, but Maruchan was just like the classic one, the chicken flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maruchan noodles all the way. That's gotta be the best flavor. Okay, I'm glad you said that because yeah. I'm Maruchin all the way. Yeah. It's the right choice. But everybody Definitely. knows it was always two Maruchin instant noodles for one Easy Mac. That was the, the, that was the, the exchange rate back in the day. Yeah, yes, it was, <laughs> undoubtedly. And if you didn't have a hot pot, you had to go to the shower house to get hot water from that nice, very clean sink. Or bunks one and two. Or bunks if, one and two. When they if had you knew one. it was good for you. Yeah, that's right. All right, so moving right along now. It's a rainy day super overcast it's pouring out it's a rainy day schedule you got two options you can go to the to the the rec hall and you can watch um, or you can go play moose ball or you can go and watch a movie which one are you taking which one are you Um, going to i would say as a younger camper i would have gone to do moose ball but as i got older i either would have well if i was in bunk 14 i just wouldn't have gone to anything i would have stayed in the bunk (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I would have gone to see the movie in, in the lodge and played pitch during it. That's a good choice. I'd have to I'd have to agree with you on that one as well. I think the movie, the rainy day schedule, one of the most underrated, most fun days at camp. Oh, those are great. As a former rainy day coordinator, I always made sure to uh, make that one of the best days when you couldn't have any activities outside. Yeah, and you kind of combine two things because they also do the pitch in the mess hall. Yeah. So pitch and the movie, that's a good combo. Yeah, we had pitch in the mess hall. Archives is always great. That was mm. um, something we always had running because um, nothing's better than the archives. I mean, I've never seen anything like it at any other camp um, to have a personal museum for Avoda. Yeah, it's. I think one of the coolest things about the archives is I, I always love when they, they turn on like the old Color War videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like seeing the kind of the counselors that you had that you didn't yeah. know were camp. Like you knew they're campers, but you never yeah. got to see them play sports. I always thought it was mm-hmm. super cool to watch them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the two f- colors for a vote are white and blue. So are you, are you a white guy or a blue guy? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I guess probably blue. I think I won more on blue teams than I did on white teams. If I remember correctly. So, yeah, I always thought blue just one more. Good choice. And the final, either or, Will Holtz or Ben Shale? 
Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't want to respond. I can't pick. Those are two of my fellow bunk warners right there. I respect that. What if that, we put Aaron? Ryan in there too? Oh, I mean, Ryan's a homeboy f- from day one. You know, we went to high school together. That's different. I wouldn't. I would consider those mutually exclusive. Okay, okay. and then let me throw a curveball at you. Then Tish, Tish is now in in the game now. You're talking about Bryce or Jake. Whichever one was in your yeah Bryce, Bryce. Bryce <laughs> yeah Bryce. So now that's Bryce, Will, or Ben. Um, I guess Will, because Will came to visit me at college a couple times, and Ben did come one time unannounced. He called me and said, "Hey, what if I came to UMass?" And I said, "That's a great idea." He goes, "Great, I'm ten minutes away." And keep in mind, this is a two and a half hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> and I have made that drive out to Amherst before. It is not fun. The roads out there. Oh, yeah, are, back roads for the last hour. It is horrid. The mm. potholes on those things are ridiculous. Oh, they're, they're paved now. They are? I think so. <laughs> oh. I kind of – I got hosed then. All right, so, so Wes, we, we kind of got some insider information, but before we reveal that, we, we would like to ask you if you would like to come clean and, and say some of the funniest or the funniest story you have of yourself as a camper. Well, I want to know what the inside scoop is. <laughs> oh, you'll find out. Don't worry. Um, the funniest thing with me? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, why don't you tell me what you think is funny? and I, I could branch off well, of that. Well, I have, I have one thing that I got from an anonymous source, and then I have another thing that I just remembered. So I'll start with the anonymous source. The anonymous source told me that one time when you were in bunk 5A and 5B, you ordered yourself a nice, large buffet oh. <laughs> from Village along with a nice soda, and you decided that you were going to eat the soda or eat the sub really quick and then chug the soda, and you threw up all over the place. Um, okay, well, that story is partially true. I did think – I ordered a buffalo chicken from Village, and back in the day, their sauce was notoriously spicy. And I ate the sub really fast because I thought it wouldn't be as spicy, and then I chugged a giant cup of – probably Coca-Cola, and then I threw up, not everywhere, in a trash can. Classic. But that is true, but it is classic. Yeah, that was in 5B, and I would assume that source is Ryan Littner. <laughs> yes, you, you are correct with that one. <laughs> How was Deuce as a counselor? Because me and Nate had him as our counselor, too. Oh, yeah, he was a great counselor. Uh, you could always count on uh, there being Hershey bars in his fridge. Um, you could always count on McDonald's coming in late at night. Out of, on his own dime, didn't matter if we had bunk money or not. Um, always playing the great tunes. And we used to play this game in Bunk 12. Uh, we would name a movie and we would decide if it was a film or a movie. And that was one of, uh, that was one of our favorites to do. Yeah, Deuce was a lot of fun. He was always a counselor for the campers, which was yeah, really nice. He would always advocate for the kids. It was great. Definitely. He was ride or die. He would do every, anything and anything for us, which, which mm-hmm. I think... The, the campers really, really appreciate. Yeah, we actually, uh, he wasn't supposed to be our 14 counselor because he wasn't in line for it, but we actually wrote a letter to Ken before our 14 year, and we all signed it to make sure that he was our counselor and that he was. It's pretty cool of you guys to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us a little bit about your 14 year and your age group and, and kind of who you guys were as, as an age group. Um, we actually had a pretty interesting uh, history. So we weren't a very close age group. Um, we were very grouped into the bunks that we were friends with. So there was a lot of rivalry. So my bunk was always 
Ryan, uh, Greg, um, Notkin, Sam Lefkowitz, and a few others, and then Will, Bryce, Ben, and Yarmo always on the other side. So there was always a lot of rivalry between us, and, you know, we would get jealous when they got food all the time, and they would get jealous of us. Um, and then 14-year, we kind of really all came together. We just started being friends, which is because we were all really living under one roof. We'd never been together that much. Um, but now I can say that we're all super close friends and still, you know, rock solid 14. That's really cool. So, like, who, who do you still talk to today? Because um, – I talked well, so I lived with Greg in college. He was one of my housemates. Um, I talked to Ryan all the time, and I talked to Will all the time. Ben, you can send him a Snapchat or a text message. He will respond, I'll bet, three days later. But uh, yeah, and then Bryce, I see every now and then again. He lives in New York City, um, but he sees my brother a lot just because there's a whole Ovoda crew in New York City that hangs out. Hmm. That's pretty cool that you guys stay connected. I know, like, the connection I have with Max, like we went to bunk one together in 2010 and he's still, he's one of the people I speak to still like the most from my 14, even though I, I live in the same town as a lot of the guys who I'm in, mm-hmm. who I went to bunk 14 with. So yeah, definitely cool to stay connected. It also gets harder every year away from camp. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm surprised, you know, we've, we've tried really hard. It's a lot easier with, you know, group messages and stuff like that. Um, everybody having everybody's numbers and just, you know, being a, a phone call away. Um, like, so I went abroad and the first person I saw when I came back to the States was Will Holtz. He picked me up from the airport. And I stayed at his place in, in Hofstra for a few days. Um, so, you know, the camp connections are, they're, they're real. That's, that's really cool. So, as a camper, what was your ideal daily schedule? Like a normal day? Okay. Um, Take us through it. So, I think I would say, I didn't mind swim first period. I think if you're a senior, you swim first. Because mm-hmm. so, the morning dip's not bad. And then I liked athletics as a senior because I actually didn't mind it when they grouped kids by athletic skill. Because it just gave you more of an opportunity to play the sport. So when I was like a 14 or like, I just had a great time because everybody was on the same level and then athletics. Yeah. So then third period, I loved uh, doing fishing because it was fishing and chilling and there was always a cool counselor that was running the period. And then fourth period had to be like fourth period video or something like that. Cause that was always a lot of fun. And then fifth period water ski. That was always a good one. And then obviously league. I think junior senior league is like the best thing in the day. For sure. Yeah. It's always so much fun. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a good time. Yeah. Were any of you ever on any of my league team? Oh, Nate, you were on my league team. I was on your league team. We won first month. And then I don't know if you remember the scheme that we pulled second month. I, I definitely do not remember this scheme, but I'm interested to see what it is now. Um, there was a redraft and you guys were, I don't know what bunk you were in. You were definitely freshman sophomores and you, you and Sam Waltzman came up to me and told and you said, we're going to tell everyone that Sam Waltzman's arm is still broken so you can draft him. And then I did. And like, we were awesome second month. And then I think either you, no, I think, yeah, you or Sam had to go to some camp. So Sam, ha- Sam had football camp. Like- so Sam had football camp and he wasn't there for the semifinals for league 
and we played Dirt Dog's team and Man in the Middle and got croaked. Did we really? Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. We didn't have Sam. But, so that's actually funny because me and Sam, I think that's the only time that we've been on the same team and haven't won the event we've played in. Yeah. Because yeah. Other, other than that, we actually have like a, a perfect record when we've been on the same teams, which is, which is, well, you guys weren't there at the same time. So I don't even think you can count that as a loss. I'm definitely not counting it as a loss. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't even, what was the league team? I think we were the Golan gorillas or something like that. The Beersheba baboons first month. Oh, okay. And Oh, that was that year. Like the teams changed halfway through, right? Yeah. Cause we did the redraft. We won first month. We beat, uh, I don't remember who we beat in hockey, but there was someone. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. That that year was kind of wacky with with league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, you guys went to Israel as a fourteen together a few years back, and it was it was a big thing at camp. You know, everyone kind of heard about it. Everyone kind of knew you guys had gone. But mm-hmm. we kind of want to hear about like how the connection with your own fourteen grew from that experience together in Israel. Um. Yeah, I would say the connection with my 14, but also with the 14 below us because we've always been really close with the 14-14. And there were 22 of us that went on that birthright trip. So we encompassed over half the members of our bus. But we all spent every day with every minute of every day with each other for two weeks straight. And I think that, uh, yeah, we just became super close because everyone hiking through like the Israeli wilderness – is a bonding activity, hiking up Masada, going to the Western Wall together. We actually bar mitzvahed two of our members while we were there at the Western Wall. It was kind of, I don't know if it was a real bar mitzvah, but some rabbi did it for us, and we ho- hoisted Ben Baylet and Alex Frank up in the chair and did the whole song and dance. And it was That's just, awesome. It was a cool brotherhood experience. That, sound, that sounds really cool. I, mean, I think you go after your freshman year of college, if I'm correct. Yeah, you can do that. We waited um, a year because we waited for the 14-14 to be of age for birthright. Mm. Um, that was our plan. And um, I can say it's safe to say it was a great idea and worked out perfectly. Yeah, Hopefully man. next year, we'll be, me and Nate will be able to go with uh, 2K16. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, you guys should absolutely do that. It's, there's just nothing like it spending... <laughs> Just being at the air, any situation with the Vodians, just an awesome and hilarious time. So you, you mentioned the word hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Who was responsible for the hilarity on your trip? If there was uh, one person you had to talk about. I would, mm, that's tough. I would say definitely Jason Opper and Scott Albert, both of them equally provided lots of entertainment. And Alon we- Haskell. <laughs> Elon Haskell. Yeah, he was very funny on the trip. But Scott, Scott was Scott would very take the funny cake. too. Yeah, Scott definitely takes the cake for the birthright trip. Scott, uh, we, we've had our own experience with Scott, actually, in his entertainment. Oh, yeah, he went on the mountain trip with you guys, right? Yes, he did. Probably, like, so we had to go on some eight or nine hour, like, bus <laughs> ride to get to the mountains. And we were with Scott. And I'm going to be real. If Scott wasn't there, I don't know if we would have made it through those bus rides. He, <laughs> he kept us laughing and in good spirits the whole time. And Scott is a, he's a great road tripper. I've gone on a few road trips with him before and he's a very funny guy. Yeah. Just, he kind of, I think 
made the trip be able to happen because I don't know if we would have been able to do it otherwise. So shout out Scott Albert for being a great counselor and a great dude. Yeah, Scott. Shout out Knowles. One of the best I know. <laughs> shout out Knowles. You know, it's funny that the age group below us, 2K18, did not have to go on Knowles after our experience. But we, we, yeah. don't, have to, we don't have to get into that right now. <laughs> they did go on Outward Bound. They did. Not the same, though. No, not the same as no. I remember seeing Scott come back, and uh, he had bug bites all over him. Those deer flies were no joke. <laughs> oh, deer flies! That sounds terrible. It was. It was. It was really bad. Um. So so Wes, going like through camp, did you have like a a counselor that you really like looked up to while you were at a camper? Um, definitely someone that I look up to. And I still, whenever I see him post on like Facebook and stuff, was uh, Matt Chella. He uh, was my first bunk one counselor, um, my first counselor. I don't know. He was kind of like, like he was, he was like, kind of old as a counselor. Like he was like a fifth year SC, yet he chose to be in bunk one. So he looked probably like forty to me when I was eight years old. And I don't know. We all just loved him. We had such a great time, and he kind of brought me into camp. And then after that, I would say. Adam Rubin, I don't know if you guys remember him, um, but he was always a counselor I was, like, close with. I used to skip my periods and just go, like, hang out with him. Um, he would take me on, like, the boats, and we just hang out. Um, and then Deuce, of course, you know. Deuce, like, what, I didn't meet him until I got older as a bunk 12-er and 14-er, but then I became very good friends with him still to this day. Um, great guy. Very cool. It's, it's cool that you looked up to your bunk one counselors because – our, our bunk one counselors were also those kind of like larger than life people. We had Eric yeah. Edelman. Oh yeah. He was a great guy and a great counselor. Yeah. But um, when I remember he, he was like gigantic. Yeah. He was a massive person. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think I can remember a time when like we were all on his bed and he was like lying there like telling us stories, but like we like all 10 of us could fit on his bed. Yeah. But like he would take up half of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just stuff like that. Bunk one's a good time. Mm-hmm. He was a really good storyteller too. Yeah, those are always the best. And oh, and Biggie was another really good counselor. He used to—I uh, didn't know it at the time—but he had, like had his computer. He would like read jokes to us from like the internet, uh, and like when, right when we were all in our beds ready to go to sleep, and we'd all be cracking up. And I don't know—it's just a great memory I have. <laughs> that's super fun. Yeah, that's cool of him. So we're bringing it to the end of the summer. Now we're in color war. Um, we know that you were a general, you were a player, you were a lieutenant, an aide. So yeah. can you bring us through the experience of your color war? Um, yeah, I could start when you want me to start when I was a camper. Sure. Or, uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't really any close color wars. I was as a camper until my 14 year. Um, were you guys there that summer? For of, color course. War? of course. What, what teams were you guys on? I was White. a goblin. Profits. Okay. Yeah, profits all the way. Um, so that was a really close color war. So that was like the first heartbreaker I really had because every other year I always knew when I was going to win or lose. And that was the first time I had no idea um, that we lost. And that was really sad. But I knew I always wanted to be on color war staff. And so then I got selected as an aide on the White Chiefs. Um, and for those who don't know, that was a slaughter. 
<laughs> we got yes indeed i remember uh, so but it was a really good experience it was really cool hanging out with all the counselors doing the behind the scenes stuff you've never seen before and you know it's everything it's everything you ever dream it to be if you're a young camper doing a mock draft um being on colorist there's just nothing like it you always think about it and and then it's cooler even when you're like a lieutenant just walking down the path is some of the one of the best feelings i've ever had as a camper and a counselor and then obviously being a general but going back so then on the royals there was some controversy in deciding the teams and i was added last minute but i only did the play but doing the play was always a lot of fun. Nate, you were in that play. We had some fun during play. That's practice. that's all West did during Color War was the play. <laughs> that year, I did the play in rosters, so that was uh, I had oh. nothing to do with the lists. I swear. Our roster. We had so many roster inaccuracies, though. Well, no, we had a bunch of roster inaccuracies up until day three when I took over the rosters and I did every single one. That's uh, fair. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, the good thing about the Royals, though, was, like, we did have a great time. We had a, a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Good team bonding. Yeah. Um, and ask any young camper, you know, nobody cared that we lost because we just had a lot of fun throughout the week. We won all the big events, which is really what matters. Um, and Do you yeah. agree with uh, Drew that you guys picked a, a Desert War team that year? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't really involved in the lists so to speak, I should have. I was in the video room with Alon typing up the play. I did negotiations. I helped with that, and I don't need to get into it and point fingers, but let's just say we did not come back with what we thought we were going to get. So, <laughs> wait, so when, so are the G1 and 2 all there for No, negotiations, negotiations is just the G and 1, okay. so I was not there. I was, I've, I've been there. Negotiations are crazy. I mean, it's long and grueling, but... Not that year. I wish I was that year. Mm. Yeah, well, interesting thing about that year, there was a lot of stuff going on before Color War. So I, I was on the Avodian staff, and we actually – so one of the lieutenants from the blue team had left their account logged in, their their Gmail or something logged in on, on one of the computers. Mm-hmm. And I, I got an inside view on – their whole lists and all of the negotiations before color war. And it was definitely a shock as a camper, you know, seeing all that stuff happen. But uh, having been on staff, the amount of preparation and planning that goes into color. War, I don't think this, the campers really appreciate how much work. Staff oh yeah. Do. But, but that's what makes color war so great because of how into it the staff members are because they put so much work into it. I don't know. It's just, it's no, it's it's really magical how everything comes together and how serious it is. You know, you're never more serious than you are to color or lineup or things like that. You're sprinting and all that stuff, but it's really because the counselors are into it so much. They care that much, and you look up to them. Yeah. Did you have a favorite color or to participate in staff or camper? Uh, staff, I guess. I was on a lot of bad teams. But <laughs> but I would say my favorite one is probably when I was a general because of the ups and downs that we had. Um, and as a camper, I probably had the most fun on the Blue Barbarians just because we were crushing them all week and I was able to help the team. I had I had a lot of – I did a lot of things in that color war that I didn't do in other color wars. 
Yeah, Barbarians, I, I was lucky enough to be a Blue yeah. Barbarian as well. Mm -hmm. And definitely one of the craziest color war experiences I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Especially after your 14 year, you know, having one so close and having one so not close. Mm -hmm. It was crazy, the experience, just to kind of, it doesn't even seem real looking back how much I know. we won by. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. They Every, like, division, like, the only one, like, two of the other team only won, like, two events. It was, like, I think in the junior division, we lost, I think we lost basketball. No, we didn't lose. I don't think we lost the main event in the junior division, I want to say. I don't know. Maybe we lost soccer. But other than that, I don't think we lost anything else. I'll always be a little mad at Tricky for not picking me on his team because I was his boy that summer. <laughs> I'd come around to Color War, him being the general. I ended up on the Legends. Yeah. We all know how that ended up. That's tough. Yeah. So, so Wes, you mentioned before for the Royals, you were mainly involved in the play and rosters. Yeah. So if you had to go back and, and pick a favorite play moment, from any of the plays you've seen or helped make what what was like what's your favorite play moment um i liked making fun of joko a lot that year uh just because of him being the other general on the other team and i thought that jacob uh win did a great joko impression um and we we brought up this thing that he did over the off season he did like a ted talk or something like that and we brought it up and if you watch the video, you can just hear all the staff members immediately. Um, I don't know. There was just a lot. And I was behind the stage and when, when the, cause me and Alon didn't know if the play was going to be funny or not. And when that line like hit, it wasn't like the first scene, like me and Alon were like, we just like high five and we were like, yes, like this is going to be great. Um, and everybody knew their lines. It was just great. It was, it was definitely a very well done production. You guys mm -hmm. put in a lot of work and it definitely paid off. Oh Yeah. How hard was it writing a play? Because there's so many scenes that go into it. Um, it's hard and it's time-consuming, but it's, like, hilarious. Because if you do it with somebody, like, you're just, like, bouncing jokes off each other. You're like, oh, that's hilarious. Or, like, we should include this scene, make fun of this person for that, like, poke fun at that. Um, so, like, me and Alon, we were just, like, cracking up, like, the whole time doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, do you think Alon is one of the, the better playwriters that Camp has seen? Because he's said himself... I think I remember him saying that he thinks he's probably one of the best to do it, but I would say I have to be up there. I'm one and own plays that I've written. Um, Benji Satloff is the best playwriter. So I, I used to think Joko was cause Joko won like four plays in a row. And then I don't know what happened the last two times, but uh, I would say Benji Satloff, number one playwriter, me and Alon, maybe two and three. And I don't, and I remember Harrison wrote a few Harrison's, Bamel wrote a few plays that were pretty funny. Hmm. Great. Keep, we'll keep that in mind in future podcasts. We'll ask other staff members if they agree with your rankings. Mm -hmm. So at your time at Camp Avoda, if you were to pick one person, who would be your favorite on admin? My favorite on admin? Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> I would have to say probably Gary, just because Gary always knows how to put a smile on my face. Great. Good answer. Everyone loves Gary. Gary's a great dude. He's the, the happiest guy in the world. You know, I, anytime I had a problem, I could always go to the G-Man. A vote of hockey. That's right. <laughs>
So we're gonna we're gonna hit you with some hot takes here. Well, you were a camper. Who was the best athlete you saw or like you competed against in any like all camp events, your own age group, anything like that? Um, definitely Lewis Yarmolinsky. He was just unbelievable at every single sport. It didn't matter. He was the fastest kid in camp. He was the strongest kid in camp. I'll I'll hit you with an example. During a league game, when he was in 14, he played a league soccer game. I think it was him and his next best teammate was Ben Alexander, so not very fast. But it was him. He played in basketball shoes, and he beat Sam Witt and Alex Frank, two people who like essentially like could have played college soccer, and Brian Littner, who played varsity soccer. So it was those three versus Louis Yarmolinsky, and he played in basketball shoes, and he won by five goals. I remember seeing that. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Yarmo is an animal. I remember his 14 year though. What uh, Deuce was his coach, and I remember he wouldn't try every league game, so they were they didn't end up being that good of a team. That is true because he didn't care because he was just like so good. But if you watch the color war video, we were down a flag on the White Prophets in Flag Rush, and they have it on can- on film. He sprints across, never misses a stride, goes straight into the flag circle, grabs it, runs like a cross field, and like dives across like the, the line scores and ties it. And we didn't end up winning that game, but that was like, it was an unbelievable rush. I, I have a, a, a Yarmo memory from color war as well. I think if I, if I'm correct, did he hurdle Jake Fink or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, he could have, I don't really remember that specific memory, but that could have happened. Max, do you remember that? I don't recall that either, but I do know that he is a force to be reckoned with. That is true. I was always his shield and bombardment in Color War. I was on <laughs> three teams with him. I did catch a kickball one time. It is in the 2011 Color War video. <laughs> shield is a crucial role in bombardment. That's right. You got to keep. You got to keep the best player safe. Planning bombardment during Color War must be a mess, though. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's also. I fired myself from ever coaching bombardment. Um, I remember when I was a general, I was having a meltdown and I remember already texted Ty Goldstein saying, I don't know what to do with Wes. I've never seen him like this before. And that was just during freshman sophomore bombardment. So I, I left and I went and did zoo ball the next time. I didn't even go to junior senior. I couldn't do it. Damn. But I mean, bombardment's one of those games that's just like such an if, adrenaline. If I was in charge, I would get rid of it. I think it's dumb. You think you think you don't like it? No, it's, it's so stupid. Nobody ever plays it during the year, and then they do it during color war. And there's always controversy. People are always flipping out, and people always end up. It's it's never. It's it's always been my least favorite. That and the swim meet. So, do you think that they need to? Well, the swim meet. Your argument there is kind of tough because everyone swims every day. I think it's worth too much. You think it's worth too much? Okay, I could. Well, is it worth any that. more than the track meet though? I think both of them should have a maximum. I would have won Color War if, if Swim Meet wasn't worth so much. They won by, like, 90 points. Yeah, we did. Um, so, Wes, before we, we let, you, let you off here, we want advice for a first-year camper. What do you, you know, the first day at camp, they're there in bunk one or bunk whatever. What, what are you telling them? Yeah, I mean, talk to everyone. Be open to anything. Take a, an elective that you – a sport that you know you've never played before because there's always somebody willing to teach you or you know do something if you're a sports kid at home you know do video do art class explore something that you know 
is not in your wheelhouse because you never get another opportunity to do it outside of camp. I like that a lot. That's cool. And then similarly, now what's your advice for a first-year counselor? There's a JC, you know, a lot of responsibility, different from CIT or What are you telling them on their first day? Um, I would say be patient with your campers and, you know, open yourself up to them and they'll open a, themselves up to you and you can have a great relationship and have an awesome bunk. That's what I would say. Good advice. That's I mean, great com- advice. coming off our own JC year, I think, I think that that would be really good advice to hear on one of the first days. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, especially if you have younger campers, you know, um, definitely, you know, always be someone that they can, you know, talk to because, you know, little, little kids, they might not show, but they have a lot going on. Yeah, definitely. So Wes, did you prepare a birthday speech? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. We would we would love it if you shared that with us. Well, before you do that though, do you have a summer birthday? No, I don't. So I never got to do one. <laughs> so here's your chance. All right, let's hear it. All right. Uh, I spent 13 awesome, great summers at Avoda. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, I like it very much. Hey. Uh, 2K13, 14. Hey. Uh, my league team, Aftermath Entertainment. Hey. The White Avengers. <laughs> Great. Uh, I would say my first Call of War team, the White Dragons. Hey. <laughs> the greatest league team of all time, ask Drew Lukoff, the Angry Beavers. There's rumors that that is the greatest team of all time, so we're going to give you an A on that, and we're going <laughs> to let you continue. I believe um, And the White Prophets. A. And everyone else is number one. Hey, that's hey. it. Short and sweet. Short, short and sweet. Very concise is the point. Well, Wes... Thank you very much for coming on here. We, we yeah. really enjoyed talking to you and, mm-hmm. and hearing, hearing your stories. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, good luck to you guys in college in the fall or anything you guys are doing. Um, I know Avoda has molded you well, and you're going to be great members of society. Thank you, and best of luck with your uh, future job. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Of course.